Good morning. Hi. So we another gold one. Another gold one. Yes, and we're on episode thirty. Thirty. We've made a month. We have a proper month. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today? Limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs. Yeah. So we had um, we had well, this kind of week has all led up to it. So we were talking about. Um, money mindset on Wednesday, yeah, and then yesterday we had um, Siam Kid, the awesome Siam Kid, <laughs> very much does not believe in any kind of limiting beliefs. No, um, not at all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just thought we'd we'd follow on on that theme, really. Yeah, it was. Um, so we've got to Friday in the week, and uh, in previous weeks we've talked about okay, setting yourself up for the week and reviewing the end of the week. And um, I would say that this week has definitely been one of those that we've been talking a lot about money mindset and and stuff around Siam and yep. limiting beliefs and that lot. But I would say that we've personally been on a bit of a journey this week with um, having to manage our own headspace and mindset around all the activities we're doing. So well, this year. This yeah, month, this year. This month, this week, this day. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> so we're definitely on a. Uh, I was actually saying that to my mum um, last night. It, we're very much on a growth journey at the moment. I yeah. don't think I've um, kind of expanded this much as a person in business um, in terms of like learning and um, and all of that kind of stuff with as much as I have done in the last. Eight weeks or so? Yeah, that's right. Excuse me, we're just going to move the laptop while we talk because it's whirring in the background. There we go. Yeah, I agree. I think the um, I think the constant self-evaluation in, and, and self-awareness that we're going through right now, as many people are, is I don't think we've ever experienced that. Well, like on a, on a daily, like, I react to this and hang on a sec, why are we reacting like this? It's like that constant thing going on. <laughs> and isn't the, it? and the, for me, I think it's more the discipline um, doing stuff that I've not had to do, well, I've had to do before, but I've always been able to avoid before. And now it's like I've really just got to step up and do like, it. Like what? Um, well, things like this. So the, yeah. the podcast we would have never done before. Um, yeah. Reaching out to people I don't know um, yeah. and, and networking and. Um, yeah, the networking's been something we'd never have done before, yeah. um, we were, to any real extent. No, I, I think we did when we very first started, um, but we were young or younger, yeah. <laughs> and really enthusiastic and, and everything, and, and naive, and I think as as we kind of got, um, we progressed in business, I think we became a little bit jaded, um, and we were doing all right, so we kind of shrunk into our bubble, Yeah. Um, and... 2020 has made us really have to come out of that bubble and look at new things and expand and go down different directions like smiley beads going down the the virtual route um so ha having to learn like all sorts of new technologies yeah. and, and network new people look at different suppliers and all sorts of things so yeah. it's really kind of pushing everything open, yeah. like open which is a which is a really good thing yeah it's just not a very comfortable thing <laughs> no we spend i would say we're spending, as I would imagine several people listening to this are as well, spending an inordinate amount of time outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Like feeling like you're constantly doing something that's new or unfamiliar or that might be kind of 
reinforcing this imposter syndrome yeah. that you have, yeah. right? Because everyone's got it, right? Uh, yeah, you're fighting these doubts all the time. Yeah. Um, well, we had that this week. So this week has <laughs> been the, a week of successes and um, stresses, I would say. In mm. in that, we've, I'd say we've, I feel like we've moved the needle with Say It and we moved, yeah, we moved the needle with <laughs> Smiley Booth. Like we had... We had some good news pieces around both those businesses uh, this week um, where where government legislations are starting to slightly open the door a bit more for events for the new year yeah. and um, and so and we're starting to see opportunities where Smiley Booth can really run. Um, but the say it thing was an interesting one because that that started with a bit of a slap in the face. Well yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah. It started like we were like, okay, just head down, let's just and we're networking with lots of people and, um, and knocking on the door of national press and all this kind of stuff. And then we were, um, and then one one of the person that you, one of the people that you were networking, basically dismissed say it at hand, mm-hmm. um, and pointed at uh, another uh, a competitor effectively and said, "Oh, we're doing that instead." And you were advised by a, a mentor, that, and she just you said to her, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that because they've said this." And your mentor just said, turn around to you and said, pick up, right, the, phone. Pick up the phone. And and you said to me, she said, oh, yeah, Amanda said that I have to pick up the phone. And so I literally sat here next to you and you carried on doing some other work. And I just sat there next to you going, pick up the phone, pick up the phone, pick up the phone. And I must have said it a hundred times and it was driving you nuts, wasn't it? And then, and then suddenly you started to pick up the phone. And I was going, dial the number, dial the number, dial the number. And then you were dialing. And you went, I don't think it's, there's no point in ringing it. You literally had it in your hand with the number, didn't you? And you were going, I'm not going to ring it. There's no point in ringing this person. And I was like, ring the number, ring the number. And then you did, didn't you? And what happened when you rang that person? Yeah, he, he was, he was enthusiastic about our product. Um, the only reason he had dismissed it is because he is looking at a competitor and was already kind of further down the road with that competitor Yeah. and doesn't want to kind of have the staff having to manage two different services so he just wants to kind of try this one but he's not dismissing ours and kind of gave me some feedback but what what was really interesting I'll come back to the phone piece in a minute because that's that's another issue for me and and it's something that I'm pushing at the moment but um but what was really interesting about this like slap in the face which it would normally have been a hundred percent but I think because we've been through so much this year, yeah. we're getting a hell of a lot better at dealing with the slaps in the face. Yeah. Um, because normally I would have kind of, because I, I tend to lean towards the negative, um, and whereas you're very much the positive, which is where our kind of balance comes in. Um, but I would have kind of shrunk and gone, oh, and that would have negged me out for a few hours and yeah. affected everything else I'd done. But because I picked up the phone, which as I say, I, w- I will come back to, I found this competitor, and then I did some research on them, which again would normally have been, oh, there's a competitor out there. Da, 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 we yeah, might I really give... like their website. Yeah, their we website might as well give up. Yeah. But all I saw, because I've been working so hard on changing my mindset and, and, and stopping these limiting beliefs or, or kind of transcending these limiting beliefs, I saw the opportunity because yeah. they're doing really well um, yeah. and they've in a different country and they've only just started to push into England. Um, and I saw the holes in their service that we can fill, um, where I think our service is better, but I also saw things that they do better than us. So I kind of took that and I just really learned from it. And, and within kind of an hour of the supposed slap in the face, I was feeling 
really positive about the whole yeah. si- the whole situation. Well, it? if anything, it opened up it's opened up opportunities because yeah. we because from that assessment you made, it then that prompted us to have a big conversation about it. Yeah, and then suddenly, in in fact, this is why it's really important to, to have to have to, to always talk about your business ideas and talk and like just flesh out, just communicate. Yeah, because. You don't necessarily need to have a reason to communicate sometimes. Yeah. It's just, just like, kind of, what do they call it? Chewing the fat or whatever yeah. they call it. Just yeah. doing that and not, not being stuck in a chicken coop <laughs> or whatever I said yesterday. And you're like, what the hell is stuck in a chicken yeah, coop? Lee meant to say something along the lines of rat race or on the hamster wheel. <laughs> in the chicken factory. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. In my mind, it made perfect sense, but to nobody else that listens to yesterday's podcast. But the the point is that I completely lost my thread. Um, what was I saying? I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's what I was saying. So this is a really slick podcast today. Um, the uh, the thing I was saying is that we had, gosh, like a two hour chat with Siam yesterday morning. Yeah. And. Um, the great thing about talking to people like Siam is they get you, you, they get you fired up. Like you, they, you, you feel like your brain's just being, just given a dose of something, and you're, yeah. and you're, it's just going, it's just whizzing along. And that's yeah. why having a network of other business owners uh, that you can just have these kind of conversations with is so important because it's just like it is, just like it's been had, your brain's had a bit of adrenaline, and suddenly all the synapses are firing, and you start getting ideas. And so we had that conversation in the morning and then you got slapped in the face in the afternoon through this, this guy. Um, and then we were, and then we started talking about well, how do we deal with this? And then from some flippant remark that Siam had made in a two hour chat mm. to us talking about that, we came up with an idea yeah. and we connected the two things and it was, and it's now taken, it's now effectively cre- created a whole new way of presenting the service. Yeah. And that's, that's why it's so important to just be talking about these things and always talking about business and learning and all this kind of yeah. stuff because it does just fire everything off. Just being it? open to it. Um, I mean, again, that's something that Simon was saying that it, being incredibly open-minded, but we've yeah. said that on a lot of other podcasts as well. And I think if you just put yourself out there um, and and be, be vulnerable and yeah. say, you know, um, I'm thinking of doing this, I need some feedback or... You know, what are your thoughts on X, Y, Z? Um, and and just, and, and as I say, be vulnerable. And occasionally you will get some arsehole that just wants to squash you down. I mean, like that investor guy that rang you on <laughs> when you were on your bike and just kind of... He just delighted in that Yeah, and, but yeah. that's their problem at the end of the day. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's something There's something fundamentally wrong with them if they're just so desperate to tear tear you down they're a, they're yeah. a troll effectively aren't they they're, yeah, yeah. they're like an internet troll so you you know you will get the odd person that just uh, but but you've, you've got to even look through that i remember this um reading a story recently or, or listening i think it was a podcast um about um airbnb that went through uh y combinator which is um for anybody that doesn't don't know it it's a very big uh funding accelerator for um and lots of big companies have been through it um, the, the, like Dropbox, Airbnb, lots of, lots of quite yeah. big names. It's like, um, so by funding accelerator, what Kate means by that is it's, you get given a chunk of change um, because investors think that you're great, but you also get a load of mentoring and everything else along it as well. Well, so, and so, you get prepared for a further investment yeah. round, a, 
bigger yeah. one. It's so, rather than just someone just handing you a check on yeah, that's and it's there. it's very it's worldwide and it works well, mostly in the states, but it's open worldwide and it's very competitive. But anyway, Airbnb went through um, Y Combinator and, and one of the the main guys in it, I think, is one of the Shark Tank people. Right. I can't remember which one. Um, and uh, and he just was just tore it apart. He was like. People actually want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he, was like, he was actually quite rude about it. Yeah, wasn't he? Um, yeah. but obviously, look where they are now. So it, it doesn't mean that you have to take everyone's opinion. Um, but it, but yeah, getting that that feedback and learning from that uh, rather than just kind of taking it and being defensive or or taking all the negatives from it is is yeah. A... Well, it comes back to the premise of this episode, which is limiting beliefs, right? So. Yeah. Because the, the thing you've got to remember is, what, what is a belief? So, because sometimes we, we use the term belief all the time as if, as like this throwaway um, statement, but we don't really question, well, what do we mean by the word belief? And the word belief is something that is effectively what we take as fact, as to be fundamentally true, mm. right? So the, the problem with beliefs and facts and what we believe to be fundamentally true is it a lot of the time they're actually not based on the reality yeah. they're based on opinion um anecdotal evidence yeah. or or they may be based on something that you had been conditioned to or told of decades ago yeah the the is effectively kind of kept you safe and small and out of danger by holding that thing that you perceive to be definitively true for all of these years, but it might be fundamentally wrong. Mm. Um, but because you've not had a negative experience by believing in that, you've not changed it. And so that's a belief, right? So that's what... Um, well, some beliefs are obviously true and there to keep you safe. If I, if I was to stand on the edge of a cliff and say to myself, I can't fly... That's a good negative, yeah. you know. That's a good limiting belief to yeah. have because I'm not going to jump off the cliff and try and fly. Yeah. Um. But but there's so many little negative and limiting beliefs that yeah. we have. Like, um, Mark Manson, um, the the guy that uh, wrote the um art of never giving subtle art of not giving a fuck. Right. Um, and does the Monday newsletter that I read. He um thought he he's like. Um, New York Times best-selling author however many times over um, and he for a long time thought he was a bad writer oh really because at school he was until given... he realised he could use the word fuck in a book <laughs> and then that was it yeah he was given um, bad marks at school from his teachers all the time for writing right but it's because he actually thought outside the box so if he was told to write a, 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 a you know historical essay on such and such yeah <laughs> he'd turn it into creative writing and like bring in aliens and all sorts of things right which obviously the teachers hated yeah. but that's what makes him a good writer yeah not a bad writer so it, it's really kind of how you you twist those those limiting beliefs in in your own mind so it wasn't yeah, that he so... was a bad writer he just wasn't doing what the assignment was well that goes on to the next part which is what is a limiting belief so a limiting yeah. belief is like an example of a limiting belief for us to, and sorry to psychoanalyze you on the podcast, but is that you've never believed you're any good at sales. In fact, if someone talks about selling or anything like that, the first thing that was Kate will say is, oh, that's a Lee thing. That's not a me thing. I don't yeah. do I do not do any of that. And that was a problem. Well, and you're the same with paperwork. Yeah, but I, I, I definitely, there's no paperwork that you can give me that I won't fail at. <laughs> so I, I definitely... Limiting belief. Yeah, it is a limiting belief. 
Yeah. That just but that adds you, value to my life. I was about to say, that just keeps you safe from not having to do paperwork. Exactly. Having to. Having to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy in having that limiting belief. Um, but, the, uh, but for you, the limiting belief uh, was, I'm no, I'm no good at sales. Mm-hmm. Or I, if you get me in a position where I have to ask someone to buy something, um, I'll do more damage than good. Mm. And, and that's even more challenging when you're dealing with something where you feel like everything's really important. Like mm-hmm. the sale is a hugely important factor in, in your life, right? So when you're start in your startup business, every interaction you have with someone about your business where you're trying to persuade them to buy it feels like life and death. Yeah. It's like, it's a, because you're 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 not just trying to make money, you're looking for outward validation mm-hmm. from people. Mm-hmm. So it's really difficult when one they say no or they're critical because it's like all that time and work is a real hard thing. So you combine that with a limiting belief of I can't sell mm-hmm. and it makes that even more problematic for you, right? And in fact, before, while I was going, ring the number, ring the number, ring your number, you you actually turned around to me halfway through that and you just said, he's just going to say no. Mm-hmm. He's just going to say, go away. Like, I'm done. And, and I said, there's no way in a million years you will ring that guy up and say, hi, we've been back and forth on email you've just sent me this and I'd just like to just have a chat with you about who they are and everything else. There's no way he's then going to turn around and go, no, go away. <laughs> but in your mind, that was done, right? Because you believed that, that that was going to be the outcome. And so that was subsequently limiting you. And that's what we mean by limiting beliefs, right? It's, but... it's not like, oh, I can fly, I can fly off a cliff. Like that's a, that, yeah, that is a, that limits you to that extent. But we, we micro-sabotage ourselves yeah. thousands of but times it, it a day, But it comes right? from a position of safety is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, I see. It, yeah. It, of your, your ego trying to protect you. Yes. Um, so with the, yes, definitely the sales piece, but also what came into play with the, with the phone thing is I've never liked the phone since you've known me. Yeah, but why is that? Well, this is what I was about to say. So um, I, um, I think it comes from, because I was fine on the phone when I was a kid, I would always answer the phone for the for the family and you know pass on messages to my parents or whatever, and I'd chat to to my friends for hours like we all did with the long cable yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before mobiles and everything, and um so it, I never had a problem. But I think it came from I had a, a really young voice for a very long time. I've mean, yeah. still got a fairly high pitched voice now. I think I don't know, but well, you'd look um, weird with a really deep voice. <laughs> No, it's not that. But every time I would answer the phone, as I got into my kind of late teens, early twenties, I would get, "Is your mummy there?" Oh God! Yeah, and and it would drive me mad, and I and it began to really affect my confidence. If I had to make some kind of professional call, not even a business call, but even again as a like young adult, like organizing my insurance or whatever it was, or had to ring ring the bank or anything kind of professional. I'd get really insecure thinking people were talking to a 10-year-old. Um, and I think that's where it came from because all of a sudden I just started to really hate talking on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because I, I, I had this perception of how people saw me yeah. as this immature, didn't take me seriously yeah. kind of thing. And I, I think I think that's where it's come from and it's just stayed Well, it's definitely me. the thing that we've talked about a lot from day one. Yeah. Because one of the things with our Smiley Booth business is... Um, Certainly in the early days, we spent a lot of time just focused on the wedding market. And um, like it's evolved more into the corporate side as well now. But um, 
we still do a lot of weddings um, for photo booth hires. But I always used to say the best per- out of the two of us, the best person to call a potential customer yeah. is you. Yeah. Because all our competitors were predominantly men yeah. who were kind of had a, who were either ex DJs or current DJs or ex photographers or current photographers who happened to have a photo booth as well. They were generally a little bit gruff. Yeah. They they didn't really care that much about the wedding per se or anything like that. They were more about, yeah, you should hire my service, love, yeah. or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was like, if you pick up the phone, yeah. just the fact that it's you will make a massive difference yeah. to your chances of making a sale. And you always refuse to do it. Yeah. Always. And it was always left to me. Yeah. And um and yeah, and that's uh, and I think that's that that definitely limits us. Not that that I mean, not that all that we didn't do well out of that, but because well, no, we just found you're, our you're, niches in the yeah, business. Yeah, and you're, you're good at sales anyway, so it didn't it never affected that. Yeah, and I don't think your voice anymore. Like I don't think there's anybody could accuse you of having a childlike voice. No, and I, I think I mean this this podcast has helped that, and also. 2020 with everyone having to, to either speak on the phone or be on Zoom more. See, I'm yeah. much more comfortable on Zoom because I can see the other person's reaction. Right, yeah. And I'm much more comfortable face-to-face. But on the phone, I just kind of make up in my head that they're rolling their eyes or they're not really yeah. listening and, and or that I'm just bothering them. And Well, sales calls are... So if you're starting a business or in business right now and you're in a situation where you're having to build new relationships with other businesses or trying to sell your product or service in fact we've got a guest coming on when are they coming on next week next week who is all about sales process so um if sales is something that um you really struggle with next week's episode what day is that friday thursday Uh, thursday but he his book is can't sell won't sell and it's it's specifically designed for what's the gentleman's name uh, Stuart pierce Stuart Pierce can't sell, won't sell. He's just released a book, isn't yes, he? Yes. Yeah. And um, it's designed for people that think they can't sell. Yeah, and um, we have this conversation a lot with our yeah. So anyway, make sure you're there for that episode uh, next week. But uh, um, we have this conversation a lot with franchisees when they start and we deal with their training, sales training, because a lot of them will have got into the idea of doing event delivery because they love the idea of event delivery, but the concept of selling. The, to get a customer often is quite daunting. Mm-hmm. But the, fundamentally, if you can't sell in your business, if you can't um, actively engage someone in your passion for the service that you're, the product that you're delivering, then then the business is dead before it starts, yeah. right? If the, the founder should be like yeah, yeah, the yeah. most excited, like passionate person about that product or service. Yeah. And, and that's all you're doing when you're selling. You're just... You're just painting the picture to the individual about how great you feel about this particular service or product. Well, and as, I think that's important, as a, as you say, as a founder, because you're not just selling to customers when you're when you're selling a when you're starting a business, or even when you're growing a business. You, you're going to need to sell to employees yeah. because you you want the best people to come and work with you. Yeah. You need to sell to your suppliers because you yeah. want to get the best prices from them. Yeah. You need to sell to investors if you're looking for money for your business, or even a a, a bank for a loan or whatever. Yeah. There's so many people that you need to be able to communicate what you do enthusiastically. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's that's something where I'm definitely growing. I'm forcing myself to pick up the phone. And it does get easier. It, yeah, it does. It's, the more you do it, um, it is just a band-aid that you need to rip off. Well, most people don't like to be rude. Yeah. You know, if you... if you Don't be wrong, there are definitely people out there that love to be rude. 
but there's there's but in a majority are nice people and if you if you go to them in completely just wanting to add value to their lives and talk to them about what you how you want to help them the worst you can get is yeah it's not for me at the moment thanks yeah. but the problem with telephone conversations over everything else is there's there's a stat that says something like communication is I think it's over 90% of communication is body language. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last bit is, yeah. is what you hear, right? So the problem with the telephone is that you're programmed, your, your brain is programmed to fill in the gaps, right? If you can't see body language, you will imagine body language. Mm-hmm. And the problem with just relying or just allowing yourself to rely on tone means that you're in a situation where your imagination's going nuts. And if you've got a limiting belief like, these people don't want to hear about me right now, yeah. they don't, I'm interrupting their day, or, yeah. or exactly. my voice sounds silly, yeah. or, or I, do, they, do, do I think they don't like me, then your imagination's are going to create a load of body language that supports that, and you're going to infer tone when there is no tonality, right? Mm-hmm. There is no negative tonality. It's the same as when you get an email. email and text and all this kind of stuff is such a dreadful way to communicate Mm -hmm. and and I know they say in marketing they're like email is one of the best ways it's historically been one of the best ways to communicate and market your business in my view it isn't Mm. if if someone gives me the option between reading an email or watching a video I'll watch a video every day of the week because then I really see what's going on yeah you know, some emails just don't do it. But yeah, that's my point. So that's so if you have a limiting belief when you're approaching a phone call, you 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 need to solve that. Yeah. Because it's you're screwed. Well, in all of it, in business, and one of the most common limiting beliefs is um, age. Mm. Uh, so you know, people think I'm too young to do that. I'm too old to do that. Or yeah. and and that's that's stops a load of people, yeah. um, especially. It, again in business they say oh you know you can't can't teach an old dog new tricks and, yeah and all of that kind of thing but so, but as i think you said on, a, on another podcast a lot of business owners only find their success in 40s and 50s upwards yeah well you think about how much you've got to learn right yeah. so you the conversation we were having with siam we got into the whole uh we, we spent a period of time talking about the education system and and yeah. all this kind of stuff and how if you think about it, right, you're one from the age of zero to teenagers, you're basically learning to to walk, talk, and communicate, right, and, and socialise. Facts that you don't need. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not really in modern society. You're not really considered a, an independent adult mm-hmm. until you're at least north of sixteen, like yeah. eighteen, maybe twenty, whatever it is where you can be effectively entrusted to just stand on your own two feet, be mm. independent, right? So that's a lot of stuff you've got to deal with in that time. So do you have time to build a business in that time or any reference points? Well, for the vast majority of us, we don't. No. And in that time, you're getting all this information from school, mm-hmm. which is about making you a good employee, yeah. effectively. And then... Then, so you follow that, you have all the social pressures of parents and schooling and everything else to go be a good employee. Yeah. You be a good employee for a little bit. Nobody's saying, come and do the business here, come and do this. Very rarely is that the case. In fact, I think the number of actual business owners versus employees is, is like a tiny percentage mm-hmm. of the population. So 
So there isn't like a vast majority of people around you. If you have got that, then you're lucky. But in a majority of cases, it's not a lot of people saying business is a great idea. So it's not a surprise that it takes you till probably late 20s into your 30s before yeah. it's even on your radar. Yeah. And then you've got to break the chains of all this conditioning you've had throughout your whole life. Well, that's it with conditioning as well, because in school, it, there's so many uh, negative messages in terms of, um, you know, if, if you're if you're talented or good at something, you, you might get praised by the teachers, but then all yeah. your classmates don't like you for yeah, it. Yeah, or yeah. if you're, you're not doing X, Y, or Z, then the teachers will come down on you. And, and uh, there's, there's not a lot of reward for being different, thinking outside mm. the box, trying mm. to push it. I mean, I remember that, um, I remember when we were getting uh, married and we had, no, sorry, we, we, we'd just been married because we were married abroad, but we had our party back home. Yeah. And, um, and we had some, some friends and family come down the night before what was going to be the big party and we went out for a meal and uh, there was a couple of friends of mine from school right. um, around the table and, you know, I hadn't seen them for years. And we were all kind of talking, in the, and the waitress kept trying to get us to order. Right. And, and, you know, we were all just too excited and not really paying much attention. So in the end, I was like, right, everyone, we need to order. And, and I remember one of my friends going, oh, here goes Kate again, in charge as usual. And I was, and I, it really stuck with me. And I thought, my God, is that really what people think? But yeah. no one was taking charge. No. And, and it, that, I remember limiting me for a little while after. Just that one statement. Yeah, because I, I would, in that kind of, scenario I thought oh I shouldn't be doing that so yeah. I stepped back but then nobody took charge again yeah but that's but <laughs> see that's why it's really inter interesting that we're going through this whole reflection thing this yeah. year and um because that actually stems from something earlier because you always used to get your mother always used to say is Kate is very bossy yeah so it's like it's funny how that and you had that throughout your like but, teenage years yeah, right but, so it's funny how you get this um like you are working from an old textbook, like yeah. instruction manual that doesn't serve you as well, an adult, Well, it also right? doesn't serve you when it comes out in children, if you see what I mean, because bossy, when you're an adult, and especially when you're in business, is a necessity. You yeah. have to get things done. But when you're a child, that just comes through as bossy. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we have the same things with Annabelle. We, we've said, my God, she's going to be a very effective adult. But she's a, she can be a pain in the ass kid because she knows what she wants and she's very determined. Yeah, and she'll negotiate on that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so so those, those kind of good qualities in people as adults get squashed down as children. Oh, you can't be that. You know, children should be seen and not heard and all of this kind of stuff that you get. Well, what's crazy is that we all carry around these limiting beliefs, these limiting ideas of what we're capable of based on other people's opinions or what we think are other people's opinions of us. But in a lot of, lot of cases, they're actually not people's true opinions of us. Mm -hmm. They're just dismissive statements that are given out in irritation mm -hmm. or in because that individual feels a certain way and you're an easy person to lash out at. Yeah. It, it, if you were to actually sit down and have a really meaningful conversation with that individual and say, what do you really think about who I am and what I represent? Yeah. I guarantee you, if it's a member of your family or, or somebody that you hold who's been an influential character in your life, in a lot of cases, when you get down to the core of it, there's nothing but love there. Yeah. But... Yeah. but they don't know how to ration their own behaviour based on how they feel. Yes. So when you're... Like, we do it with Annabelle sometimes, yeah. right? It's like when Annabelle's driving us nuts and we're, we're exhausted and um, 
because we've had a really busy day and she's just like up here somewhere going crazy and she wants to negotiate all the time. As a parent, you just want to just find the quickest route to like the result. It's like, okay, we need to just, just calm her down. Right. What can, what, I haven't got the energy to negotiate because that's what's going to happen yeah. if I start. So what can I say that's just going to stop this so that we can both get some, get a break for a minute. Yeah. yeah. And you've got to be really careful, right? Yeah. Because effectively that's what you've worked out have been your limiting beliefs. Yeah has been what we're effectively doing with our children. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you do have to be really careful of it. You're really awake to to what you're saying. I mean, that, and that is what we have said about Annabelle, that, um, you know, we have to be very careful not to squash some of these qualities out of her. Yeah. Because they're really good qualities. They're just well, there's some, challenging. There is a, there's a thing I... MIT... I put it on my Facebook, uh, my own personal Facebook, about a year ago, maybe more now. Um... But MIT had done a study, and I, it was something along the lines of um, you have to say the opposite. So if you get a negative statement, so like yeah. you're bossy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I know so someone says to you, right, okay, you're bossy. You have to hear you're not bossy a minimum of something like 14 times mm, so immediately after someone says you're bossy for that, yeah, for that, for you to be effectively reset to the same position yeah. you were before someone said you were bossy. Yeah, yeah. And so, it, so that's the impact of a negative thing, right? And you might think to yourself, well, that's a ludicrous way for your brain to work, right? That you can get a minor slap in the face and it, uh, like your, your brain will be so um, tuned into the negative and it's so difficult to get tuned into the positive. It is, it's because it's designed to protect you again. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that goes back to... the. It's keeping you, yeah, yeah it's keeping, keeping you safe. safe. Exactly. So one of the fundamentals of keeping you safe, right, is it, it, like on a really obvious level, right? If, um, <laughs> right, this is a random story. But we had a situation not long ago where I had to literally, literally go out into the garden and shovel out poop from the cesspit, <laughs> Right. It was the most horrific experience, or one of the most horrific experiences of my life. Right, I know you're thinking, why the hell is he talking about? But no, I'm thinking, what are the other experiences? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's not the one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and literally wheelbarrows full of just cesspit stuff, which was really quite unpleasant. Um, he handled and it really well. I was in a really bad mood about it. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrendous. Um, but the reason why I raise that point is because my senses were just being completely... It felt like I was being punched in the face by the smell, right? <laughs> it was the most grotesque experience of, like... Or one of the most grotesque experiences. Forget it. Where are you going with Sorry, it? Sorry, <laughs> I'm traumatised. But the point is, my body was entirely recoiling from it, right? All my body wanted to do was just go... Get away from this stuff. Like it could, it could smell it. It could see it. It was just like everything was retracting because, like, somewhere inside me was like that stuff's gonna do you damage. That's gonna, that's like recoil. Get away. It's the illness. It's like when you see someone be sick and you're like, oh, I need to be sick. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Well, your brain works in the same way in with social situations because, in my in my thinking about it, is because. We're social animals, right? We come from tribes. We come, if you look at, if you read anything about chimps and all this kind of stuff, if anybody, if any any of them are excluded from 
the tribe, that's death. Mm. So when you get a negative statement by one of your tribe, that's that you're still hardwired for that to be potentially death. Yeah. Social exclusion is a real issue. Loneliness, we, we mentioned this when we were talking about Say It, but loneliness, there was a study earlier this year because they've been doing a load of study on um, people in care homes and elderly who have just basically been shut out of society because of this whole COVID situation. And there's the studies have shown that loneliness is as damaging for your health as a packet of cigarettes a day, mm-hmm. like severe loneliness. And you think, well... Well, why is that? And it's because your brain is entirely adapted to be amongst a community in a tribe. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like if someone says, well, you're bossy, yeah. it's like, it does take 14 times because your brain's just recoiling, just like my body was recoiling with the yeah. cesspit yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same. It's just it's programmed to keep you safe because we don't have these challenges. That, as you've said, that we're, we're quite a young nation, or, or not nation, species, as, yeah. as it, um, and we we haven't progressed past those evolutionary needs when we were cavemen and yeah. that that kept us safe then we've had all this development but essentially we're still wired quite the quite the same way yeah and you have to work so when you have a limiting belief and you try and track it back and you go well i blame this situation or that situation it's like well blame isn't what you need to be doing just identifying that it's a limiting belief first and you've probably got some yeah, bits about to about say that. To but go. But don't don't be annoyed at yourself for responding, like immediately defaulting to that limiting belief or having that message because you're only human. It's like Siam yesterday. Yeah. Um, you asked him the question um, because Siam's got a reasonably like he's not famous famous or anything, but he's got he's got a following. He's got a reasonably high higher profile than most people we know. Well, also, and all of his um, marketing is always online. Yeah. So He's lived Facebook online ads, for... Yeah. Ads, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's lived online for years, hasn't he? Um, as a profile and everything. And, um, and he gets attacked. He regularly gets attacked. And you asked him the question yesterday. It was like, how do you deal with that? And yeah. you, I think both you and I was expected to go, yeah, it's fine. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's really easy. It's just... Doesn't, none of that bothers me. But he was quite the opposite. He was like, no, it still really hurts. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't allow it to stop him. No. He doesn't exactly. allow it to limit him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or not just limit him as in he keeps going, but he doesn't allow it to limit him in terms of let it in. Yeah. Like it will bother him for a bit. Uh, yeah, he says it's, it's, it's the worst like, case scenario, it might bother him for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he's like, done. And then he's like, well, that's them, that's not me. And it's it just yeah. doesn't allow him to affect his... his character or his psyche in any way yeah yeah and yeah so when you see these people online and you see these like i follow a few people like jocko willink and um a few people uh, david goggins and stuff like that and they seem completely bomb proof you just think jesus these guys are there's nothing that would knock them over but don't believe it that's the persona yeah absolutely they still get haters i mean we um, we were talking again when when, when we'd asked Simon that I said about the uh, Jimmy Kimmel Kimmel is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when the celebrities read the tweets. Yeah. And you know you you can have like a stunning looking woman, um, you know, uh, multi Oscar winning whatever actress. Yeah. And she'll still get trolls. Yeah. You know, and you you think if anyone's never going to get anything but admiration, it's them. But it's yeah. it's not the case at all. I yeah. mean, and and look at um. A, a year ago, just over a year ago, um, Caroline Fleck 
the um, uh, committed suicide because of the attention that she was getting in the press because of. I don't course. know anything about that, but yeah. Yeah, you do from last year. Do I? Okay. Yeah, the um, uh, presenter. You... Oh yes, yeah. I do. That... Sorry. Yeah, yes, I that do. was a year ago. Wow. So um, and that was all based off of you know trolls and um, people attacking online yeah. um, and it it started a movement at the time of people being kinder but unfortunately yeah. that's not really stuck and it, it obviously still yeah but that's not what social happens. media is right no and this is well, the it's other not what people are either that people jealousy and envy comes out in a in attack yeah but it's because a lot of the time it's um, there's no consequence yeah. to a, a lot of social media stuff so one of the things. Um, a, a, with respects to limiting beliefs, like we talked about the sales side for you, but this podcast is a great example of tackling a limiting belief. Like mm-hmm. the idea that well, we're on day thirty, which still I find amazing that we're on day thirty already. But um, we the we had a real hang up of doing a podcast, mm-hmm. and then to then go oh it's going to be daily, mm-hmm. and then go oh it's video. And I know we've said this on other episodes, but. We have to kind of keep checking ourselves. And I think that's really important about limiting the release. You have to kind of pat yourself on the back and go, I'm actually doing it. Yeah. I'm actually... It's yeah. like, there was a thing I heard the other day when... Um, uh, it's like you don't see... What was it? It was, you don't see... Like, you walk around life and you see these people and they never learn to walk. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like everybody... Like when they're about, providing they've got no condition, yeah. everybody learns to walk at some point. And it doesn't matter that, that like all of us have been falling on our face for a good number of weeks before we get to the point you're being glowing again. <laughs> going, for those that are listening, the sun is just beaming down on Kay right now. Um, the, we just keep getting up, getting up, moving on, moving on. And that's what you have to do, I think, in everything in life. But you also check yourself and go, I'm bloody doing it. Yes, yeah. I'm moving forward. Yeah, I am. Like with the call yesterday yeah. for you, it's like that I was. That is one of my wins on my list this morning. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, you have to acknowledge it yeah. because you're growing and you're moving forward and you're overcoming that limiting belief. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also um, about the coming back to the podcast, um, it's also what other people think. Yeah. Um, and uh, ignoring their limiting their own limiting beliefs that they then project onto you. Because we have had so many people say to us with the podcast, haven't we? Like, yeah. every day, yeah. oh God, that must be a lot of work. And you sure you want to do that? And why do you want to do that? And yeah. you're not going to get much from it for years, you know? And, and all of these kind of limiting Well, statements. they're only telling you because they care about you, yeah. right? They're not telling you because they want they they want to stop you succeeding. They, they just, they, they genuinely think they're helping by those mm. statements. But they're sharing their own limiting exactly. thoughts. Yeah. And they're just kind of, as I say, just projecting that onto you. So, um, again, in the, the Mark Manson one, I was reading um, the, the blog about uh, your own kind of beliefs. <laughs> Obviously, he, he swears a lot because that's, that's what he's all about. But, you know, uh, what what people think of you, it's just like, why the fuck do you care? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, it's because, because we're all conditioned to be part yeah. of the tribe. But like, it's, it's not... Very... It's not their life, it is your life. Well, this goes back... So, if you didn't hear the podcast yesterday, um, one one of the things that Simon was talking about was how many people he keeps in his life, and that resonated with what you and I were talking about in a previous episode, where you have to be very careful about the people that you have in your life that either reinforce negative or reinforce positive. Yes. And I think a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the fact that 
the closest five people that you have around you uh, become effectively, that's who you become. You become yeah. a combination of their personalities, their beliefs, their outlook on life. And we're very careful about who we let in yeah. to that five. Yeah. Um, and Siam on yesterday's call, he's exactly the same. In fact, we're very fortunate to be counted amongst yeah. the very very few people that he has in his his tiny network but we all we both of us appreciate that we're in we have this relationship because we bring this to the table and and when you have people that respect your headspace because that's mm-hmm. the other thing it's like i wouldn't if i was having a really kind of neggy day right well you like, did this on social media just just the other day uh, didn't you yeah, yeah. you um you you had a moment because your your mum had been um, picked up by the track and trace system, even though she'd not signed up to it. Yes, yeah, so if you um, listen to this in the future, we're currently in December of 2020, yeah. and uh, keeping people in isolation England is still in England, in, um, mostly in lockdown. I think Kent, where she is, which is in tier three, yeah. so they're pretty much locked down. And um, she got a message saying you've been exposed to COVID, you can't go out and you'll get fined if you go out, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, she's, you've been exposed to somebody... So somebody had... Somebody that she knew had opted into Track and Trace and then they had um, they had contracted COVID. Yeah. And then they used Track and Trace and said, right, okay, I've, I've got COVID. And then they, they sent my mother's details on this service... Say, saying, oh, and by the way, I think I saw this person yeah. in the last few days. So the next thing my mother knew, she was completely unaware, was uh, she got a message saying, right, whether you uh, test negative or positive, you are now locked. You, you can now no not leave your property for a week. You have yeah. to stay in isolation. Yeah. And or my, you'll be fined. Or you'll be fined. And uh, my mother is of limited means, is living on her own. She has things that she has to do in that week yeah. that she effectively had to cancel. And um, I was very angry about it yeah. because I was like, it doesn't matter what the reasons are because that's, that's, a, that's a deep rabbit hole. But I was very angry about it and you're right. Cause, yeah. Yeah, so you, you put a negative post on social media. You had a big rant. I had a proper rant. But then on... you went back, what, an hour later and deleted it because you didn't well, want to be projecting your negativity on other people. Yeah, I literally, I, I immediately got off the phone to mum and I was just steaming annoyed and then I was just steaming angry and then I was just like, right, rah, 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 <laughs> on my Facebook. And uh, and I was like, right. And it, and it was the mo- first thing in the morning. So my routine in the morning is to do a load of stuff, including a workout. And so I then did my workout. And by the time I finished my workout, I was like, what am I doing? So I went back onto my social media page, deleted it, and then put an apology post up on um, on my Facebook page, just saying I did put a rant up and I apologise because the problem is negativity just begets negativity, exactly. right? And all I would have got was a load of other people reinforcing my anger, yeah. and also my anger would have just made them. They oh, might have had a really great start to the morning, and reading my post would have just made them angry. Yeah, okay. it's like, and so I just put on there. I. I think it's really important that we are a force for good yeah. and positivity. I think that's where you, we should be carving our time out. Yeah. That's not to create, to stoke up the negativity of fear. But so, yes, you're right. That post is a good example. So I wouldn't, I, with Siam and with our very close group that we hold, um, I, I wouldn't take my rubbish 
and dump it on their door just to vent. Yeah. Because it's because all I'm doing is it's like it's toxic. Mm-hmm. It's just don't get me wrong. If something breaks or if, something, if I'm like really in a bad place and so bit like you'd yeah. say ask for help. But when it's a rant and just nonsense, yeah. all that does is just feed into everything else everybody else does, doesn't it? Well, that's that's one of the things with um, limiting beliefs um, and how to start to move past them uh, is one to just be really aware of them and one of the key ways you can do that is just listening to your language yeah yeah, Um, yeah. so um again we we mentioned this on another podcast is this yeah (laughs) buttism yeah when you said yeah buttism but also uh worry yeah Uh, you know i will often say i'm i'm worried about and because of the way you react to that i've become conscious of saying that but even thinking it yeah see even to myself when i think oh i'm worried i'm like What's a better way of reframing that? You yeah. know, um, I'd like to think about, or, or you know, I'd like yeah. to mitigate, or whatever it is, just to to reinforce a positive. Um, yeah, because well, that's a, that's the strange thing with limiting beliefs is because they they're immediately tied to a pattern of behaviour. Yeah, very much right. so. So, but those patterns are so deep seated that you, unless you're really looking for them, yeah, you're, you're not aware you're doing it, and it's it's so important to be aware. Oh, hundred percent. It's that, that uh, when you say. We talked about uh, the year, but so for anybody that's not heard, uh, I've talked about this before. Um, so I get t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, baptism. We should definitely have that as a t-shirt. Um, so you will have a a thing where if if you're in a negative place or you're working from a limiting belief, you will you will, you will use whatever the solution is. You will say yeah, but mm-hmm. and then start your. And Annabelle does it too. Oh, does she? Yeah. Very much so. Um, and and then what you know that a year but is going to be followed by a bunch of reasons why we should just not do anything. Um, Which are normally just excuses. Exactly. Yeah. And the next level to year butism is I'm worried about. Yeah. And the and we become very conscious of that language just because it's not that that's just a throwaway set of words. It's the it's the it's the gateway to a pattern of behaviour that just spirals into a negative place like it doesn't it doesn't it's not like oh that's the beginning of a paragraph and then we move on it's like no that's the start of probably the rest of the afternoon of stress and worry and angst right whereas get rid of that word we don't even have that well and just try to find ways to deal with that as well because i'm always quite aware that if i'm feeling negative about something um and like this year has, has been really tough. There's been loads of opportunities to feel negative yeah, about stuff. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah. been really tough on both our mindsets. But you, you're generally more of a, a naturally positive person than I am. I think you've had better um, reinforcement um, like messages when you were a right. kid. Um, and you, you do tend to lean towards the negative. I remember when we were, I always remember when we were very, very first together. I think it was literally our first date. And you went through a speed camera. <laughs> And I was like, oh, there's a speed camera there and it had flashed. And at the time, like we talked about this on another podcast, I had no idea how broke you were. But, yeah, yeah, I was But you, you, broke. Were, you were yeah. doing the whole, you know, trying to impress me and stuff. So you, obviously we didn't know anything like that. And um, and you were like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, things like that don't bother me. And I remember thinking, how could that not bother you? <laughs> <laughs> but you you have always been a naturally quite you know, water of a duck's butt kind of person. Were you about to say water of a duck's butt? <laughs> well, no, it just didn't come out right. Back. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. Yeah, that's another t-shirt. 
So, this morning on Chippendale's line of t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. What on the back's butt? Butt is a... Obsessive butt. I'm where I'm going now. Yeah, so, well, I, I also think that... Hey, hang on, hang on. I had a point. Where oh, was I, I going? Oh, <laughs> Oh, yes. So, I, I am aware nowadays when we've had a lot of hits thrown at us, and I think because you are a, quite a positive person, people do lean on you um, for that, that kind of sounding board. But I'm aware that I don't want to bring your mindset down, especially when we are meet, having we have got challenges because you are the kind of more upbeat one. So you said earlier it's fine to rant, um, you know, if you if you need to vent with someone, absolutely. And I'm I'm not saying people shouldn't seek help when they when they need it, but just kind of check yourself first. Do you really need to go and, and yeah. dump on that person, or could you like journal for a bit and work yeah. it out yourself, or just what, go for a walk <clears throat> or something like that? I think with um, I think with limiting beliefs and with everything that you've just said, it's about action and reaction, mm. right? So, um, because life generally feels because of social media and everything else. I mean, Chris, you stick a movie on now. Like we watched a movie the other day, and the beginning of the movie was all credits, and we were sat there. And it felt like the length of a movie yeah. for oh, the credits. Because it was an older movie. Because yeah, it was an older movie, right? Movies yeah. back in the day yeah. were just all credits at the beginning, right? <laughs> and you'd sit there like five, ten minutes, like the movie has <laughs> started a minute. We, we were literally talking, we were going, when did movies change to, <laughs> yeah. now you stick a movie on and it's like, bang, straight, yeah. you're straight in it, straight away. And that's a bit like life, I think. Mm. I think we're all, we've all kind of been conditioned to be immediately like responses, like, uh, ads pop up and we like oh press that and oh everything's just stimulus response stimulus response and well you've always maintained that there's a gap that's where I was going so you the more you can create in your in your mind stimulus gap response mm. the the more control it makes you feel that like you've got and that's where did you get that from I right? had no idea because you've always been like that, haven't you? you yeah. You've, you've said when something potentially can make you angry, you have this beat. There's a gap between us. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've had it since I was a kid. So, um, the, <laughs> there's always there's always a time to choose in my in my mind. Now, if you're thinking, no, there's not. No. If, someone's, if I'm annoyed with something, that's it. If someone does something, it makes me immediately angry. There is actually... Like, I learned as an adult that there are actually practices that... Um, that kind of increase that gap. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. What's the book? Uh, Power of Now. The Power of Now. Okay, so it's all about, it's kind of a meditative book. Um, but um, in that, he talks a lot about, I highly recommend getting it on Audible, by the way. Um, you sure? Doesn't it just be sleep? Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, but it's awesome on Audible. Um, what he if he talks about the the gaps between your thoughts, and that's who you are. Uh, like, um, sorry, no, uh, uh, untethered soul does the same thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, and that's the point of meditation as well. That's like clear your mind, get rid of your ego and everything else, and the silence between it, the separation, the gap between those things are. Who, who you are so I think like fortuitously as I got older I realized that oh that gap is me bit mm. like mm. between that and uh, and I was just lucky enough to learn that as, a, as an early age but 
And that we all have that capacity, like creating that gap. So when we were, you and I were going through the stresses that we were going through in earlier 2020, and we were getting just, it felt like every, every day we were getting punched in the face mm-hmm. by something. One of the things that I would, one of the things I found myself doing is I was reacting to the stimulus immediately. Mm-hmm. I was like, big drama, I feel this. Yeah. And, and then I was trying to make a decision about the, how to resolve the drama based on the state it put me mm-hmm. in. And sometimes the state you're in, based on the fact that you have a limited belief or how you perceive the problem, is not the right state to be in to solve the to problem. Sometimes yeah. you've got to go, okay, Give it that's a bag of crap mm. um can't do it i'm not i'm not doing anything with that right this second give me a minute take yourself off and what i would do is i'd literally i'd go do a run yeah. or i'd go work in a, i'd literally put an audio book on of and the one book that i grabbed was the obstacle is the way mm-hmm. um by holiday uh, ryan holiday ryan holiday um and and i'd go and listen to that i'd be like okay that's a really challenging problem. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that slap in the face. Take myself out of the situation. Go, like, kind of get like, my head to the right place. I like, because I've, I've never experienced a gap uh, in terms of I've had the, the stimulus, as you call it, and then felt uh, the reaction. And even sometimes physical. Like, yeah. even if I'm mentally trying to go, it's not that bad. My heart's going, dum, dum, dum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, but what I really like is um, a technique from uh, Gabby Bernstein, uh, Gabrielle Bernstein, um, that says choose again. Right. So you may have had that that reaction, yeah. but you can choose again. You yeah, can yeah, choose yeah. your thought again. Yeah. And I and I pref- I prefer to work from that means yeah. because I I I've never found the gap yet. Not saying I won't, but um, but I kind of had that reaction, and I'm like, okay, I can choose a diff- a better reaction. I can yeah. choose a better thought or a better. But that you know that is the gap. I guess so. Yeah. The, that because what we and it's it's just it's <coughs> however that gap feels. It's the it's the pause between the the thing and how you react to the thing. Mm. Like it's a, and it doesn't matter how long it takes, right? Because there's very few things in life that take you that that take like that require an immediate, especially in business and stuff like that. Yeah. Like some, you might get an email that slaps you in the face, but. Do you have to respond to oh, it? Oh god, right yeah. This How many times have I mean I've done that before where I've written out a ranty email just to make myself feel better, yeah. but not sent it. Yes. And then kind of come back and once I've calmed down and then then look at it. Yeah. But yeah, sending a, a ranty email when you're in the moment is like the worst thing you well, can we do. Have... And you can read it in people because it just their emails don't make any sense no. even when they're ranting because they just go off they're with just all these so angry. tangents. Yeah. Well we had a couple of people in, in business um that would who were quite toxic. People, we, thankfully, we're not in business, uh, have anything to do with them in business anymore. But we went through it. We didn't realise it uh, beforehand, but as time went on, they would send us emails often at like 9, 10 o'clock at night. And and it would be quite... Oh, a, that, like 11, 12 yeah. and you just know, drink. Yeah, you just know <laughs> they'd open a bottle of wine and they like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and then I'm just going to send this. And then they'd send it. And of course, you'd be chilling out minding your own business and then your phone would go off and we were dreadful at looking at emails at silly times of night. And we'd get, just before bed, we'd get this awful, toxic rant um, and that was often completely factually incorrect. Yeah. So And because it was so 
obvious it was factually incorrect, we'd immediately start writing back, what the hell are you talking about? Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then, yeah, we, we did that. Okay, you've written it, don't send it. Yeah. Next morning you're coming in, okay, yeah, get rid of all of that. Yeah, don't worry about start that. Start again, yeah. Yeah, so um, you, the, it's a pattern of behaviour. that A limiting belief is re- reinforced by a, a very common pattern of behaviour behind it. And if you can... If you can identify what the limiting belief is and then identify all the little things you do that reinforce that limiting belief yeah. and just tweak that that behavior just, just slightly. Just interrupt the pattern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, through so many different ways. Like you said, go for a run or, I mean, I, I went for a walk the other day, didn't I, last yeah, week yeah. when I just was feeling really wound up by lots of different things and the children were going crazy and I couldn't think of anything and I just went for a walk. And I did literally talk to myself the whole <laughs> way. Thankfully, I didn't see another human being. And by the time I came back, you were like, what's up with you? And I was like, yeah. oh, smiley. And yeah. I I'd kind of just talked myself round. <laughs> well, you're... Um, so one of the things on our previous episode... Um, that you committed to was to get up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long ago that was now. It was a few oh, days oh, ago. Yeah, it was a week and a bit. It was a week and a bit ago. Yeah. So, because you'd never get up early in the morning, right? And um, so... Talking to Siam yesterday, I've started to think I don't need no, to. No, you do need to. <laughs> you do need to. Yeah, Siam's like in his onesie. Yeah. and he's. What do you want to get up he, Just before the <laughs> podcast yesterday, I, he's like there. And he's, and, because you have like a five minute chat before you start the podcast. And we were just like, you okay, buddy? Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, guys, I woke up 10 minutes ago. He's like, this is an obscene time in the morning. And it was like 8.30 or something. Um, but no, my point is that you set yourself the goal of getting up at six each morning, which is a good hour earlier than you normally get up. And even when you would get up at seven before, you... Um, You'd stay in bed. It's still sluggish, yeah. Yeah, you'd stay in bed till like quarter to eight or whatever yeah. it was. Your whole demeanour from just changing that that pattern of behaviour since then mm. it's been into, like it's been way more optimistic and positive and in control. Well, it's partly because of what I do in the morning as well, my morning right. routine, which is okay. doing the what I've invented for the minute um, is the five four three two one, which is five. Is this the Kate's? It is. It's Kate's. Set up t-shirt. for success, yeah. Kate's morning routine. Yeah, Kate's anti-buttism. Yeah, <laughs> Ducks on butts. Or <laughs> yeah, no, that would be on the back of the t-shirt. Kate's anti-buttism on the back. Ducks, not ducks on butts. That sounds like a weird porno. What's <laughs> wrong with ducks Anyway, moving on. Five, five um, pieces of gratitude. I write all this down. Five things to be grateful about. Five items of gratitude. Four affirmate, positive affirmations. Three wins from the previous day. So I just think of that two bucks. <laughs> two, two in, it's like this thing that's going around Instagram at the moment, which is uh, uh, somebody sat on celebrity shoulders, so like uh, Grease on Reese, Grease Witherspoon, and there was Tom Hanks on um, uh, Thingy Banks. I can't remember her name. Um, but yeah, it's this thing going around Instagram. Anyway, okay. um, sorry. Five gratitude, four affirmations, three wins, two 
uh, intentions for the day. Um, Hang on, start that again because you kind of raced through that and we were talking about ducks on ducks. <laughs> which, by the way, if this podcast ever gets anywhere, it's going to come back and haunt us. I know. <laughs> See, all these things in these early podcasts are going to haunt us because yeah, <laughs> we yeah. haven't learned to filter our brains yet. No, so start that again. There's five... Di- so in the mornings... My morning routine, five items... Well, one, I'm not having caffeine first thing. I'm having water with uh, lemon, lemon yeah. which I think is a... Does it make you feel better? Yeah, much better oh, right. way to okay. start the day. Because um, you, you hydrate. Um, five um, uh, things to be grateful for. Okay. Four positive affirmations. Three wins from the previous day. Two intentions for that day. And a, and a statement that I write each day. Right. About how I want life to be in general. Okay. And um, so I do that every day. And I do um, a 10-minute meditation. Um, and, and yeah, that, that's it really. I mean, it's not, it's not long. It's only... What, half an hour's worth of no, not even that 20 minutes worth of worth of stuff um and and i've and i don't go on on social if i if i do if i am being lazy and i'm just like monging for 10 minutes before i do all of that i'll flick through something like instagram but i, I avoid things like twitter yeah facebook email anything that could set me off negatively whereas yeah. instagram tends to just be pretty pictures on my instagram <laughs> yeah so. and I, but so because that's the other thing it's the that's I've noticed that that's had a change in the way that you like a self-awareness that you yeah. have that you will you will still get it's you're not immune to the the normal triggers no. but you they don't control those triggers don't control you you it's no. like oh yeah this okay I'm gonna do it anyway yeah it's and I think and setting your day up the right way gives you so much more opportunity to tackle these challenges down the road. Yeah, that does. And and just changing the the thoughts. So we've talked about the, the gap, choose again, and the language, but literally writing an opposite for that. Yeah. So um like if if um because we talked on a obviously on Wednesday about money mindset and how that's my biggest trigger. So now if, if a, a a bill comes in or an invoice or something um for you know from one of our suppliers emails an invoice across or something like that um my my immediate reaction does kick in like especially if it's a big big invoice or whatever um and but now i'm i'm consciously saying there's plenty more where that came from yeah. and uh, all things like i can afford this with ease or, or whatever yeah. it is I'm, I'm consciously saying that not necessarily outside but i'm i'm deliberately thinking it um which which just improves your whole state because you, yeah. you don't end up in this kind of fear and worry and yeah. and again limit because yeah. There's, if, if you say there's plenty more where that came from, you know, you're, you're increasing your limit infinitely. Well, and you're increasing your <laughs> periphery vision. Yeah. So when you work, when you respond with money issues from a position of lack, mm. then that's all you see. Yeah, so you exactly. get a very narrow field and you yeah. miss opportunities and miss chances to really look at how you can add income, how yeah. you can... And you, and you have to constantly reinforce that sense of abundance. Yeah. Like, and I know that sounds really trite, given that most of us in 2020 have, have been completely crucified by all the things that have happened in 2020 yeah. financially. Um, but that doesn't need to be the permanent position we're in. This yeah. can just literally be, okay, this is a blip. It could be a really big blip. Yeah. But it's a blip. It's yeah, not, and if yeah. you are feeling broke at the moment, it's, it's like... Or if you are actually broke, not yeah, feeling but, broke, but yeah. Well, no, because it's, it's a mindset. <laughs> oh, okay, um, sorry. But yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's like what Simon said, you're Western... Cramp again. Oh, no. And we're getting cramp. <laughs> you're Western broke. 
you're not um you know you, you've still got, yeah science said that yesterday. yeah light and and heat and power and internet and am i getting um, old i keep getting cramped yeah. in my legs <laughs> and um and food on the table you know you've still you've still got these things things might be scary but you're not literally uh, I mean, what was that statistic i gave you yesterday something like a billion people so one in six people in the world um live on less than two dollars fifty a day yes nuts well siam siam had um yesterday he was talking about so basically he was in the ref pilot in the ref did like a bit of a side hustle of trading made a shed ton of money trading um and uh bought himself an aston martin um was driving to driving to his uh to work in his aston martin and um and then thought he'd nailed life and jacked in the RAF, and then within within a short period afterwards lost everything. Yeah. And he and his wife were in a Audi, I think he said, and they were just looking at yeah, little, little, and uh, just trying to decide how like what they could buy food wise. I mean, like some basics between like cheese and something else or something mm. like that, wasn't it? And they couldn't afford it, and um. And, but he said he gamified that process. Yeah. Like he, he said that his way of dealing with that level of not having cash was, okay, let's make this a game. Yeah. Let's, how, how can I make the cheapest meal possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he always believed that this is a moment in time. I, I've, I can come out the other side of this. Well, it's sure like I was saying about the, the other lady that lived in her car for seven months. Yeah. Again, she didn't didn't take that as her reality that was just yeah. a, a moment she was passing through and yeah. 2020 is a moment that we are all passing through definitely but that's not an excuse to be inactive yeah okay so don't take the our statements as, as sitting on your hands and like it's fine you'll all be all right you don't have to do anything you have to work yeah right you have to uh, you have to create it, yeah it, is key. yeah but if you if you can't identify a, a a clear path forward financially then work on yourself yeah well, create create in all sorts of ways create relationships create health create um create wealth create opportunity well create the create the person that it would take to make the success that you want in life yeah. like become that yeah. don't don't wait for it to be gifted to you say yeah. okay well the kind of person that would be able to navigate this and come out of it smelling of roses would be this well then be that yeah like, what does your health look like? What does your mental health look like? Do you... And get over the limits that stop you being that person. Yeah. And that, that's one of the things I've put here. You know, what what is stopping you? Look yeah. at, look at, and, and that open-mindedness that we talked about right at the beginning is take that limiting belief and think, well, what if I'm wrong? Yeah. What what's what if that limiting belief isn't the case? Yeah. Then what would like Unless you're like? standing on the edge of a cliff, yeah. like you said earlier. Yeah. yeah. Then what you would can't like... <laughs> Well, the Icarus brothers didn't think that. Okay. <laughs> um, what, <laughs> what would life look like, you yeah. know, if, if I was wrong on this, on yeah. this limiting belief? So, so the key things to, to just to recap um, in kind of uh, challenging your limiting beliefs and ultimately getting past them or, or dealing with them is what if I'm wrong? Yeah. How, how is this limit? How, how is this belief serving me? Yeah. Um, think of alternatives to that belief. Be aware of your language and your your learned behaviour, mm-hmm. and and always be aware that you can choose that thought or that action again. Yeah. So. Cool. 
Number 30. Number 30. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about tomorrow. I'll have to think about uh, <laughs> But just for the record, just, um, just uh, underline the limiting belief thing. We're on episode 30. And in 30 days, so I, I never thought this would be possible because we still have our commitments with Say It and Smiley Booth. And we're working really hard on those businesses right now. So the idea of putting a podcast in this, my limiting belief was 365 days is an impossibility given all the work that we do already. In 30 days, we've done something like 160 social media posts just for the Smiling Entrepreneurs. We've done 30, obviously, podcasts. And we've done somewhere in the region of 80, 80 YouTube videos mm -hmm. in 30 days, alongside all the other stuff. So that, it just goes to shit. Cats come to join us. It and just goes to shit. And we've had two guests. <laughs> yeah. So it just goes to show that like we're all susceptible to limiting beliefs, but... If you just take action and do the things that you, you've suggested, you'll surprise yourself over time. You'll look back and go, did I really do that? Did, did, we, did we really create that? It's, yeah. yeah. It's cool. It is. <laughs> right. Episode 30. Have a good day all. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.